Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the National Indoor Champion and as part of of our preview of this weekend's action. What I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll ask each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things. Certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the Division I women's scene at this point of the year. But, you know, again, more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's press row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, Crack fans, before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. So you go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information, one location with our friends at Swing Vision. The 
Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion and a man whose team via a 4-0 and 4-1 victory reaches the National Indoor Finals in Seattle. Welcome back to the show, our dear friend, Duke women's tennis head coach, Jamie Ashworth. Coach, congratulations on the victories. How are you doing today? All good. Thanks. Thanks for that. And thanks for having me. We have appreciated. And uh, yeah, finally, uh, it's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years <laughs> since we we've we've been able to to play in the final site of this thing, and so we're we're excited about that opportunity. And um, you know, lost to a tough, obviously a tough Oklahoma team last year in the in the kickoff, and then with the abbreviated loss to a, a good Georgia Tech team. And so um, we're we're definitely excited about the opportunity to be in Seattle and and represent Duke and and our conference and everything. Well, I'm glad you addressed the elephant in the room because let's get that out of the way. And sure. I do think it's worth prefacing in three of the last four seasons that the NCAA tournament's been held. You guys have reached at least the semifinals. Of course, that other year was just a pesky quarterfinal appearance, which just no offense. It's not going to do it uh, compared to the other three. <laughs> but, um, you know, again, you're, yours is a team that has had a ton of national success. That said, you haven't been at the national indoors in a while. What did it mean to this group, a group that has a ton of veterans, to get back to that site? Yeah, I think it meant a lot. I think we went into um, the kickoff weekend um, taking nothing for granted. You know, on, on paper, we were probably the the best team in our region. Um, but I, I think we had the mindset of we, we do have something to prove. Um, you know, we've had a lot of success, like you said, um, on the back half of the season. Um, and I think our teams have gotten better as the season has gotten on. Um, but I really think that this was an event that, you know, we've had success at this event. We've won it twice. We've been in the finals a couple of times and stuff. And so it's, it's, it has stung not to be there the last couple of years, to be honest with you. And, and, um, you know, I think leading up to the event with our practices, um, with our, our team, some team stuff we did before it, it was, it was geared towards that kickoff weekend. And so, um, you know, we're excited to have that chance and excited to, to, to go out and play. And, and like you said, you said that, you know, it's, it's a loaded draw. It always is on the women's side. And, and so I'm more excited to have that opportunity, but, but thankful for that opportunity as well to be, to be back, back at the final site. It is crazy. I was looking through the team's record last season, and obviously, again, NCAA semifinal appearance, 23-4. and four. And I know we talked about it at the time, but it was just a reminder of like, oh, yeah, they lost to Oklahoma, and they had a bad weekend in Florida. Like, that was it for your team last season. And look, this is a veteran group. Obviously, you have a couple of newcomers joining the roster this year as well. But more broadly, I am curious what this has been like for you. I know it's only five months into the season, but yeah. it's a veteran group. It's a lot of players who have been around the block. Dare I say, I know you've had some experienced teams, maybe pound for pound, your most experienced. How does that change how you approach the start to this season? What has been the rhythm for your group so far? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely bringing in, um, you know, three um, three grad transfers, two, two from the Ivy Leagues, and then obviously Cam, from from down the street and then a freshman in, in Katie Cott. It's it's been a um it's been an interesting dynamic because we do have a ton of experience. Um not a ton of experience at Duke, but a ton of national experience. And so um, you know, I think it's especially for the for the Ivy kids, um, they just do stuff a little bit different in the Ivy League. You know, they 
They, um, you know, I think for them, it's been more of a, wow, it's the, the level and the, the commitment every day to, to trying to get, to get better has been, um, a challenge for them a little bit. And, and, um, you know, we don't take days off. We don't take points off. We don't take practices off that kind of thing and, and getting out there and, and working hard on, on a daily basis. And so, um, but they bring, you know, all of them bring, like you said, all of them bring a ton of experience. I was looking last night, I think, you know, after this weekend, we have six different girls on our team that have played uh, a number one at some point in their career, <laughs> you know, and so, um, you know, and that that's something that we have to manage and something that we have to deal with. And, um, you know, we usually typically our teams don't have a lot of, you know, quote, lineup issues. They just go out and play and and take care of what they need to take care of. And and um, so far, we, we've been fortunate enough to have that. And we have we have great leadership that's here, too. I mean, Chloe. Chloe Beck's been a great leader and is a vocal leader. And, and, um, you know, I think that people have, have fallen right into, to understanding of what, what our program is about and what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Well, you bring up a fascinating point that yes, they're all experienced, but it is their first year at Duke. And right. to that end, you know, it's not just their first year at Duke. You have a new assistant and Danny Leitner who comes in and, you know, I'm, I'm curious, are you? Is it more coaching like it's a veteran group? Is it more coaching like it's a new group? Because you sort of have two pockets of players right on this right, roster. Right. Yeah. No. It's it's. Um. Sometimes I catch myself thinking, okay, <laughs> we're we're an older team, but we're really not. And some yeah. some of the things that that um you know I think are expected or that I've I thought oh I don't need to talk about that we we've addressed and and talked about a little bit because because of that and and have to remind myself that they yes. You know, some of them have three years of college experience or or even four years of college experience. But, you know, for some of them, they've never been at a program at this level or been, you know, at a chance to play the national indoors or, or something like that. And so you do have to remind yourself a little bit that, yes, you have the experience, but but like you said, they, the experience here is is a new thing. And, and every time we travel, it's new. And every time we do something at, at practice, maybe it's new. And, and I take that for granted a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I do think that we catch ourselves sometimes thinking how, like we've done this drill for three years. Oh, wait a second. Like, how do you not know, know what that is? So, so yeah. You know, I can understand that it's probably the best of both worlds because they are an experienced group. So they're maybe a little more receptive to hearing what you're saying. At the same time, they still have the puppy doll guys where it's not like, Jamie, you've been telling me that for a decade now or half a decade now. Like it doesn't sink in anymore. So that's fascinating. I do on a quick tangent because and I say this affectionately, you have obviously been coaching now at Duke for more than two decades, haven't aged a day in those two yeah, decades for no, what it's worth. Keep my hat on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you and me both, my friend. Um, but, you know, you did hire a new assistant this offseason. And I know yeah. a lot of our listeners are either coaches or people who are fascinated by the industry. How do you go about picking Danny? You know, what is it through that process? Because obviously you've been able to hire a lot of successful coaches and I want to ask you about the Furman yeah. match in a second how weird yeah. that was for you but what was it about Danny that stood out and how did you go about that process yeah I think every every time even going back to when I started at, at Duke 20 so odd years ago like you you, you mentioned there we'll say um, a full Alex Gruss gonna go and we'll leave it at that there you go there you <laughs> go um I think every time through that process it, it depends what our team needs and what we're looking for at the moment you know we've had I've had male assistants, I've had female assistants, I've had assistants that are really good players, I've had assistants that are good recruiters, I had, 
systems that are, you know, push the social media agenda, um, all different things. And so I think um, for me, it, it, it changes and fluctuates depending on what our, our team needs and what, what are the, the, the goals and stuff of our program at that time. When I was looking um, this summer and into the fall, we, we kind of took our time a little bit on, on purpose, um, but I knew we had an experienced team. You know, so um, in my mind, it was going to be really challenging for someone who hadn't been in that role before as an assistant coach. Okay. You know, I, I, I really wanted to have someone with experience, someone with um, not just playing experience, but coaching experience. And, and you know, Danny's had a lot of coaching experience. He he worked with, you know, Alexa last the last last couple of years at Iowa, Alexa Noel and a great player. And so he's been, you know, been at that that highest level on the women's side um, on the, on the individual side. And so, um, and then the recruiting, I mean, the recruiting just becomes, has becoming more and more and more global and, and, um, you know, across the board. And so I wanted someone that was experienced with that. I felt like this team at this time deserved more than a new assistant coach doing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, to your point, Danny, it- he hustles like, you know, he's going to be watching all the tape, all the film. He'll find that player in Latvia who, you know, she's she's pretty good at the junior level, but she could use a year or two of seasoning in college. And that really is the name of the game now to your point. And, you know, to that end, looking at your roster, you have plenty of options, you know, not just one through six, but you want to go eight, nine, you know, 10, whatever it is. Everyone can fill in in singles in a pinch. You look so far in the season, and again, it's a very small sample size. Uh, you know, thus far, you guys are eight and zero. You have been able to play a, a solid amount of matches going into the indoors, for what it's worth. And I believe you've played—I want to do the math here—nine different players in singles so far. Are you guys just rolling a dartboard, throwing things, and you're saying, "All right, one, two, three. Yeah. You know, how how have you how have you been approaching that that uh, balance of getting everyone match play and finding your lineup? Yeah, no, honestly, the biggest, um, you know, I, I, I think that we have to, I've been around long enough to know that you have to get as many people matches as you possibly can, because you never know what's going to happen in, in April, May. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you happen to take some losses in January, February, it's okay. Um, because you don't want to throw someone out there on the court for the first time in the ACC tournament or the NCAA tournament or, or, you know, in those situations. And so we've been trying to give people different opportunities. Um, we've been trying to nurse, I mean, it's no, no secret. We've been trying to, to nurse drummy back to, mm-hmm. back to health. I mean, she played, I think one match this fall, um, right. didn't play, um, this summer. She's had, uh, you know, some, some back issues that she's always had, um, but she's always been a big game player for us in dual matches. And so, um, you know, she's, she's progressed in the last couple of weeks and when now we've been able to get her in there and get some matches before indoors and, and, um, you know, we're, she's a big part of what we do. And so, um, but no, I think it's important to, to be able to have that flexibility. We always, we have not always had that option with with our singles lineup. And so, um, it's exciting and, Keeps people on their toes at practice, too. They know they have to um, kind of earn what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going into the season, we talked about this in our preseason 
forecast of your team, the depth that you have, and the different options you can play. Obviously, Chloe, who goes, I think, 10-3 and three in the fall and is undefeated to start this season. You guys have just dropped one point so far, correct, in singles, if memory serves me. Yeah. You know, not the worst yeah. start, by the way, Coach. Congratulations. But, um, you know, we know Chloe at one. She is the senior. She's probably earned that right there, I say, to be there. But, again, Thus far in those, you know, two through six positions, as we approach the national indoors, who has stood out to you thus far? I'm curious. Yeah, I, I think um, it's hard when you say, you know, you say we've, we've lost one match. So it's hard yeah. to pick one person that, that has really stood out. I think, um, you know, as a team, it, it really hasn't mattered where they've played in the lineup. I don't think that I can pick one, you know, really one person. Um you know, I, I think that we weren't as healthy as we could have been after the fall. Um, we had some, you know, we had a, a sprained ankle that lasted eight weeks. You know, we had a, uh, um, that like a drum, you know, like I said, drumming with our back thing. We had a wrist thing with Schwetz and stuff. And so we we're trying to just to make sure that in, in this next week, we're as healthy as we could, we could be. And so, um, like I said, that's created the, the, the fluctuation in our lineup, which has been good. Um, you know, but I think after the fall, maybe people doubted us a little bit because of, you know, I think we got dropped a little bit in rankings. Sure. I was a little bit surprised when the preseason, I don't pay a lot of attention to that. I was <laughs> a little bit surprised when the preseason rankings came out that we did get dropped as far as we, as we did. And, and, um, you know, not a lot, there's, you know, 300 schools that would trade places with us in a second, sure. but, but, um, you know, I, I, I personally put all of our stock into the spring season and, and, you know, if we have to sit people in the fall, we sit people in the fall. So we may not have had the results that, that other people are kind of looking for out of our program, but these kids came here um, to, to do the best they can in the spring. I don't think anyone came here saying, Hey, my goal is to win all American, you know, or win fall nationals. Um, you know, everyone on our team has been looking towards the spring and looking to, to get better. And so, um, you know, and like I said, historically, we, we have gotten better as the spring has gotten on. So, mm-hmm. well, to that end, I am curious because, and you know, from the fall perspective, you're right, not the best records, although obviously Chloe, Cam had a bunch of individual success. Yeah. One person who has stood out, stood out <laughs> to me thus far has to be sophomore Emma Jackson, who is yeah. undefeated and played primarily at the number three spot. Now, she went six and five in the fall. And if you actually looked at who she was playing, you unpack that six and five. There was plenty of impressive nuggets to pick up on. But yes. again, if you're asking me to forecast the lineup, you have a player in Schwetz who was obviously top 20 going back in that 2020 season. You have Georgia Drummy who lost, what, like three matches total overall in dual match play last year. Emma is not the player I would have circled as at that number three spot. What has allowed her to succeed and be put in that position? Yeah, I mean, she's done a great job. She's a she's as much of a free swinger as we have yeah. on our team as far as um, how she plays. And, and um, you know, when, when she's hitting her forehand and – and um her serve is rolling she's she's as tough as anybody that we that we have to be honest with you i mean she could she played one in a match last we had a double header last night she played one in in one of the matches yesterday and and um you know she's a great and she's a great um front runner to be honest with you when she when she gets rolling she gets rolling and it's and it's quick um you know she can put she can hit a forehand winner from anywhere in the court and 
And um, for her, I think a lot of it is just mindset. I think it's, do I belong in this situation? And, and um, she's done a great job. I mean, like you said, you, you take, you kind of have to look further than the record and to see who she's played and, and in those events, um, you know, cause she has a ton of, she actually has a bunch of, you know, top 30 wins, top 20 wins. And, and most of her losses are in that, that area as well. And so, um, you know, she, she just goes about her business. She's not the, the most vocal of people that we have, um, but she just goes out there and, and plays and swings and, and someone has to beat her. She doesn't make a lot of, of unforced errors. So. Mm-hmm. No, she's been excellent so far. I like that's by the way, that's a perfect way of framing it. She just swings freely. You can see it. It's just like, look, it's time to go big line. It's time. And when she right. does that, and she's <laughs> connecting. It's it's delightful. And, you know, again, for your team, yes, you've only dropped one point in singles, but you guys got pushed by Wisconsin. And I am curious about your thoughts on that Wisconsin team, because I think they're pretty solid. Like, I think that's a team on the I... rise, a program on the rise. I do too. I, I think that, um, you know, I look at some of the, the obviously the Big Ten's had some good early season success with Michigan, Ohio State. Um, I think Wisconsin honestly is right in there. Um, you know, it was the first time we, I, I'm not, I'm not hiding behind the fact we haven't played the toughest schedule in the world. Sure. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not shying away from that or hiding behind that. We, we have not played the toughest schedule in the world. Wisconsin was the first one that we played that really hit us back and punched back and, and fought back. I mean, we, I think we won five first sets in that, in that after winning the doubles point. And, you know, I think we lost the first two or three games of the second set on every court. I mean, I think that they didn't roll over. They, they kind of took on the personality of of Kelsey a little bit, you know, they, they competed, they fought, they, they um, clawed their way back into that match. And, and, um, you know, I think that they're going to, definitely surprise some people along the way i think you take got to take that ranking number out of out of the picture i think they're 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 going to be a a force to be reckoned with especially indoors i mean those teams are built for indoors and and uh you know i know they had a good good win over washington this weekend who will be at indoors and and um you know i think that they're they're going to be right there in the in the big in the mix of the big 10 with with michigan ohio state you know possibly northwestern and stuff so Mm -hmm. do you like how your team fought back in that one I do. It was, it's, you know, one of the things in that match and also that I'm looking forward to seeing at, at indoors this week is, is how we react in different situations because we haven't been in a situation where our backs are against the wall, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we haven't been in a four, three dog fight of a match yet. And so, um, but in that match, yeah, we, you know, it and ended up being four, one and, um, we're about to close out another court there at the end, but, but we did respond when we had to, um, you know, and so I'd, I'm interested to see how we act in those situations and how we, how we can get better in those situations. Yeah. Um, well, well so to that end, that's one of the things with this week. Well, to that end, is that your biggest question mark? Because again, I'm just curious going into a week in a year and certainly an event where every team is good. And it's more, not even the top end talent, it's the depth that stands out. It's that there's no weak points where you're like, oh, we're going to pick on them at five. We're going to pick on them at three. Like that's the prevailing theme. What is your, I'll say biggest concern is the best way to frame it heading into the week. I don't, I'm, I don't have concerns. I'm, yeah. cu- I'm honestly probably just like you and others curious to see how good we are. Yeah. Like I, sure. I, I don't know how good we, are. I know on paper how good we can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that our, 
Um, historically, our teams get better through the year. We play much better in April, May than we do in January, February. Um, you know, I think we're, we, we build, we improve, we, we're in it for the long haul. We're not in it for the quick, the quick hit. And so, um, you know, the thing that excites me the most about this team and makes me curious is how, how good can we be? You know, I, we have experience, we have depth. Um, you know, I'd like to see our doubles get a little bit, little bit better. Um, and I think, I think it will get better. Um, but I'm, as curious as other people want to how you know how you know they're putting this group together how, yeah. how good can they be and i i can't answer that like i i don't know how good we can be i i know that if we all work hard and and, and we're gonna beat some we'll definitely beat some people along the way um but I'm, I'm excited to see with this week how how good we can be and how we respond to different situations yeah and no doubt acc will test you as always and uh, certainly throughout the course of the season, you're going to get some fun matches. To your point, though, and I think the meetings tonight, I want to say it's like 6.30 Eastern time. My source is still good. The seeding meeting tonight for the ITA, we're recording this on Monday. I cannot wait to see what the draw is because, like, you could argue everyone's the four seed. Like, just like everyone would be a perfect number four seed. You're not quite sure where everyone else falls. Uh, that will be fascinating because, again, I think every team feels pretty good that they can find their way to three points. It's just like, where is that fourth point always going to be? To that end, I know it's an untested group. You are still 8-0. What's the biggest strength? What's the thing you're most confident about this group going into Seattle? Our singles play and our singles depth. And I, and, and I think the belief they have in each other. Um, you know, I think that that's, I see it in practice. I see it with with our leadership um, you know, I see it even with, with, uh, the new kids coming in and learning from them, what they've done at other programs, um, you know, and what, they, what they've done, I see the, the, the hunger that they want to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that ultimately the, the personalities on our team and what we brought together is, is our, is our strength. And so, um, Yeah. Yeah, let's roll the balls out and find out. Any goals for Seattle? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, you're in the ACC, so you know you're still going to get North Carolina, NC State, Miami, all these big schools going to come in. And yeah. You probably still have ranked opportunities, but, you know, again, two and one. Obviously, you don't go to event to not win the national indoor title, but what are you hoping to get from right. this group? Honestly, I'm hope I, I I've never walked into this tournament and you know we've we've been fortunate and won it a couple times and um you know I've never walked in and say okay I hope at worst we go two and one or, or something <laughs> sure. like that you know I I don't I I think that we just have to keep getting better and kind of kind of see how we react like I said in certain situations and if we have to make the adjustments over the weekend to different things we we definitely will and we have the depth and the flexibility to do that. You know, and so we're not we're, we're fortunate that we, you know, we're we can play three matches in three days or four matches in four days, hopefully, if we have a good week. Um, you know, I've had teams go up there and like, oh, my God, how you know, everyone's in an ice bath after one night. How, what are we going to do tomorrow? Um, you know, I think we ha- we do have that that flexibility. And so um, I'm just I, I'm just excited to have that opportunity. And also, you know, I, I, I know that, the you know, we haven't. As I said, we haven't played in this event the last couple of years, and and at the end of the year, it probably hasn't hurt us that much, and because the conference is so strong, so we do have that that um, it's not a end all be all for us if we don't 
you know, if we, if we get beat by someone, we're going to have tons of opportunity. The, 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 what we have around here, even within 15 miles of here is unbelievable, you know? And so, so, um, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have plenty of opportunity, but I just think that, that his, like I said, I keep saying historic, we, we just keep getting better and, and, um, it's a chance this weekend to kind of see that and show show where we are and give us as coaches, Danny and I, as coaches, a, a look at where we are. Do you think there's a favorite right now? Because when I look at this field, I, I can't pick one. Like, of course, North Carolina is the three-time defending champion at the indoor event and have had so much success there. But across yeah. the board, it's experienced talent. And so I'm asking the smartest brains I know, all of you coaches here, is there a favorite <laughs> heading into Seattle? Um, I, I really don't know. I mean, you, you, you know, I, I look at what everyone's been in some close matches. Maybe they're not, you know, four or three matches, but even, you know, you talk about UNC, you look at their match with, with Wisconsin, I think three of the matches were three set matches. And so, so, so I think there's a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, opportunity for a lot of teams out there. And part of it is, is, is just the mindset and, you know, can we walk on the court and, and trust each other and, and believe in each other, just like we, we trust ourselves and believe in ourselves. And, um, you know, obviously Texas has come up big in the, in, in national tournaments. And, and, um, you know, if you asked at the beginning of the, the NCAA tournament last year, I don't know if anyone would have picked Texas to win the thing. Um, you know, and so I, I, I think there's it on any given day, there's, there's probably, you know, seven, eight, nine teams that could win this. I was talking to another coach earlier. 4-2 feels like the magic number here in Seattle. A lot of 4-2s over the course of the next three, four days. And it's just, again, a deuce point here, a doubles point there that will decide things. Uh, You know, to that end, uh, obviously, for your group, this is a group that won the first ACC title, I want to say in a decade last season for your program. Uh, Obviously, you won one. Team team tournament. Yeah, team tournament. Excuse me. Since first one since 2012. You know, with that yeah. tournament experience, do you feel like this group? Because I, I do think that there are some teams you wonder, like, will there be some sticker shock to getting back to the national indoor scene for the first time? Is that something you worry about for your group? I don't think so. I mean, if you look, um, you look at, um, you know, you have if you're looking at what's returned from our lineup last year, and you have Beck and Coleman and. Drummy and Jackson, and then you're throwing a Mora in there that's obviously won this thing three times <laughs> yeah. as a, a, at another school. And then um, Schvetz, when she was at Princeton, they had a great run in Chicago, yeah. and she had good wins there, beating. You know, she beat Leahy there from Pepperdine, and and um, so I, I think the the there won't be the wow factor of oh my gosh we're at national team indoors. I think that um, I think that we'll just go out and, and play and and take care of what we need to take care of. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be excited. Exciting to watch. Uh, obviously, looking forward for your team. Uh, certainly, again, loaded ACC. Uh, you know, what are you? What are the goals for this team as you look at this twenty twenty three season? What is a loaded conference? It is a loaded. It's always a loaded conference. Yeah. Um, you know, with you have obviously UNC, NC State, Virginia is good. Florida State, Miami, everyone, everywhere you go, you, you, you're you in for a match. And um, when I started 20 so odd years ago, that wasn't the case at all. Um, the conference keeps getting better. The coaching keeps getting better. The facilities keep getting better and more and more is getting put into the to the infrastructure of, of the ACC women's tennis. And so, um, you know, I'm excited to see where we are in that group. I think we're, again, just like on the national level, we're one of 
a group of teams that could do really well. Um, you know, and and um, we're we're excited about that. Um, you know, we open our ACC play, I think, at, at UVA, which is right, you know, after after indoor. So there's no break right after the tournament. And, you know, and so every every match and every opportunity we have is so, so valuable to us. So we're just excited to get out there and excited to play with. It's a team, you know, like you said, it's such a veteran team um, experience wise. They just they want to play. They 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 would play matches every day if they could. So, yeah, no, it, it's going to be exciting to watch and. You know, obviously, final site in Orlando this year, a place where you have had success in the past. I know this year we're going to have the individuals immediately following the team event, but we did recently get that announcement that they're going to be moving the individuals to the fall. I know this is a topic we've discussed before, but what was your reaction to that announcement? My immediate reaction was I was disappointed in that. um, I mean, I'm just to be honest with you in that in saying that and putting that out there, as coaches, we were not given the um, what it's going to take to get into the event. You know, I, I think that that should have been something that was and maybe it's it's hidden behind some wall somewhere or something. But, um, you know, I've yet to see how people are going to qualify for that event. And so when it came time to voting, when it came time to having discussions, that was always a key point for me was was. I want to see how people are going to qualify, you know, what events in the fall, um, what does this mean for our fall scheduling? What do we have to do um, in order to do that? I mean, I've always been a fan of, of, I liked the 16. I just like the atmosphere. I thought the the COVID year that we played in Orlando with 16 teams and having the built-in days off was a great event. Um, and I would love to to see go back to something like that. I I can't imagine there would it would expand something like that again. But um, you know, having the practice days there in between and having it was almost felt more like a, a baseball, you know, sure. with a you play one day then a day off or two days off or whatever and and, and that kind of thing. And so um, you know, I, I'm old, older and and you know, I remember 19-day road trips and 15-day road trips because of the team tournament, the individual tournament. So those are, you know, those are hard to to have. And so, but I always felt like that was part of the of our sport too. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what what kids do. I mean, how invested are they in the team thing? If you have someone come in and and win the individual, and then, you know, hopefully don't, but are they going to say I'm out of here? You know, that was what I accomplished. And and um, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of questions, but my initial was, was a little bit disappointment on the fact that, that we have yet to see what it's going to take to, to get into that tournament. And, and, and for me also the freshman, how the, because the freshmen, it seems like in the fall, always, you know, always start from behind the eight ball because sure. of the rankings and, and that kind of stuff. And so what kind of opportunities are the, the freshmen going to get? And is it going to be equal opportunity? Will they? Would you be fine if they incorporate pro results into the selection criteria? I wish they would. I wish it was a year-round system. Sure. I wish, you know, if if Chloe Beck is playing, you know, whoever for Alana Smith from NC State in the summer, I don't see why those results can't count towards college stuff. There's two college players competing, um, you know, or if our freshman is playing at girls eighteen hard courts and playing a freshman from somewhere else, why aren't those results being counted? Sure. Um, you know, we, I, I feel like the technology is there. I feel like it's, 
not that hard to do. Um, you know, I, I feel like why not have as many results as we possibly can? Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with you there. And I, I believe that's the aspiration of world tennis number. And so, again, we'll see how it all unfolds. Last two for you. And sure. again, I, I don't want to get you in trouble. But Diana Schneider no. is a top 100 player yeah. who's now in college yeah. tennis. And we've had, you know, yeah. you see Peyton going on to success immediately. Emma was top 200 throughout the course of last year. What does that do for college tennis to have a freaking top 100 player in it, you know, active? Yeah, um, it's an interesting, interesting dynamic um, because it's already, I mean, and Simon would probably be the first to tell you that she's, you know, already made it clear she's leaving after this year. Um, you know, and so my mind, it's a, it's, and it's nothing against NC state because anyone in the country would have, would have taken her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had kids for one, you know, one semester, one year or two of term pro, but it's a, it's a pure rent a player kind of deal, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and, um, hats off to them because there, there's nothing against that There's nothing in the rules against it. I think, um, you know, maybe it'll, help people appreciate how good the level of college tennis is, you know, and think she lost a set yesterday to Tennessee. And, um, you know, I think she lost a doubles match yesterday. And so for the the casual fan, um, I think it's, uh, um, you know, a way to say, Hey, this is the level is legit tennis. You know, these girls can go out and compete and go out and and play. Um, You know, I've all, we've, benefited from the same situation but i've always thought that there should be some kind of rule in place that that doesn't allow this to happen and and like i said we we mallory cecil was was one semester for us you know and and we've had we've had kids one year and um uh, we do it because it's allowed to do it that doesn't mean i'm for the rule again i i I wish that there was a rule in place yeah it again that's i'm fascinated to hear all these coaching perspectives because Yeah, at the same time, Chloe Beck goes up against Diana Schneider. You know who's going to really enjoy that? Chloe Beck to say, like, all right, where's my game at? Let's go to war. And, you know, Chloe doesn't lose college tennis matches. So it's the unstoppable force (laughs) meets the immovable object, right? It's it's going to be a fun one. Um, To that end, obviously, we've seen so much college to pro success of late, singles, doubles, however you want to slice it. We recently learned about a new partnership between the ITA and the ATP Challenger Circuit. Do you expect or have you heard any whispers of a similar, you know, ITF, ITA partnership emerging for the women? We certainly have seen more events on college campuses, which I think is worth noting, and certainly the draws become more college-centric, but do you expect a, a similar partnership to emerge? I would hope so. I mean, I, I don't, um, you know, I've heard, you know, just through emails and that kind of stuff, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. I don't know how open the WTA is. Um, I mean, the men on the men with Ben, Ben Shelton and, and some of these guys, um, they've had tremendous exposure and tremendous success out there. Um, you know, so hopefully it can, it can carry over to the women's side as well. I think we have a good product and I think we have players in, in the college game right now they can go out and, you know, other than a Schneider who already is top hundred, but I think we have players in college that can go out and, and make a living playing this sport. And, and so the, the better we can make that connection, um, you know, I think the better it is for, for our sport, both at, at the collegiate level and the, and the professional level. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it is, I mean, so again, when the Durham, 
125k emerges you know just call me i'll be there i'm ready for it yeah so just say the word but uh no i mean again with all of that said uh obviously for your team you're back at national indoors um it is i it was funny because i was looking through last year's results and i was like where's duke and i was like oh yeah they they played oklahoma in the kickoff weekend like what a what a fascinating thing to see emerge and obviously again to that end just as a pure college tennis fan, as I know you are, what are you most looking forward to in Seattle? Seeing all the teams, to yeah. be honest with you. like It's a scouting trip, isn't it? Seeing... It is a little bit of a scouting trip. I like yeah. to – and um, I'm not a big um, – I don't socialize when I'm at Duke with other coaches a lot. Like, call, hey, how are you guys doing? That kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you know, but there's coaches that have – been around a long time and so um you know just catching up with with people and seeing how their their teams are and and that kind of stuff but having the opportunity to see to see what's out there Mm -hmm. i'm excited about that yeah absolutely last question for you you're playing Furman. you see michelle you see kelly do you go guys you're wearing the wrong gear like what's going on here what's your reaction (laughs) to that because again they were on your sidelines six months ago yeah yeah, no, it was, a, it was definitely an interesting one. Um, you know, I think I had more fun um, just messing with Kelly in that match than, <laughs> than I did when she was a player here. So, um, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good for them. It's great to see um, to see Michelle have that that job. I mean, Adam did such a good job at Furman, and and to have um, Michelle have that opportunity, and and Kelly for for two years has said she that that college coaching is something that she's wanted to to get into, and. And so we'll, uh, you know, hopefully she has a, a good career with that. And, and um, you know, Michelle's someone that can definitely teach her a lot, a lot of things. So looking forward to seeing where they, they both end up. I would have submitted a fake lineup. I would have been like back at six, caught at one, like <laughs> just like to totally mess with her and be like, no, I'm just kidding. Here's the, like, just to see if she says anything. She's like, Jamie, come on. Like I coach this team. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And so yeah, that, that would have been fun. But uh, no, obviously, Coach, it's always a pleasure to get to watch your team compete. I'm looking forward to seeing you all in Seattle. Travel safely and always appreciate having you on the show. All right, Alex. Thank you.